going on geeks you listen to episode 361 of the geeks of the race podcast my name is cody armor i'm here with lj lowry yo and shelly nolan hello 61 365 is kind of soon Ooh, whole Which year baby every day for a year yeah wow. blows my mind Crazy. uh <laughs> this week we're geeking out about workers rights miyazaki's latest last film Call and it. some kaiju sized tv trailers because they're about kaijus, if you're wondering. <laughs> uh, before we do that, we'll get into the uh, the games that we've been playing. Um, first off, me and LJ playing fantasy football, which I think of as a video game. Augmented reality is what I think of it as. <laughs> yeah. It's like D&D, <laughs> but with, real pe- with like, the lives of real people. Yeah. Which sounds um, a lot darker than uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm doing poorly this season. It's going to be a bad season. It's week one. Yeah. Week one but, is rough all around, dude. Like, it's just, <laughs> there's so many, like, predictions that have gone out the window. So. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And you can always, I just wasn't as prepared this year. Last year, I looked at some rookies that I thought would be promising, and um, for whatever, so we do two minutes. Uh, for those who don't know a whole lot about fantasy football, you get, like, two minutes to check. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a lot of time, but when you're trying to pick your players, for whatever reason, it feels very rushed. Um, those two minutes just kind of go crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, my first pick was a, uh, someone who's an injured reserve. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not my yeah. best choice. I was like, Cooper Cup, I know that name. I love that guy. And I didn't actually look at any of his, uh, reports. I knew he was injured last year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then LJ, you have my quarterback, um, uh, who will take very good care of you, I'm sure. And he's playing right uh, now on Monday Night Football, so... Yeah, yeah I'm sure he's killing it. Um, Josh Allen, I had him the last three years. Um, so I'm kicking myself for not having him, but you enjoy that, LJ. Yeah. You're my first pick next year. That's okay. <laughs> um, the quarterback I got in my other league totally just bombed out completely, and he's, like, one of the top, so... That's fantasy um, football for you. That's, like... Yeah. Literally, your player's doing bad is, like, rolling a crit fail. Yeah. Like you know, like that's just the best way yeah. I can describe it. It's the look of the roll. You never know. You just um, never know how a game, how a game is going to go in real life, and therefore it affects your points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we probably should have opened it up, and we could talk about maybe doing that next year to the community um, or something to the whole community. Uh, but we rise right now. We play with our volunteers, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But it doesn't seem to be as many people as engaged this year as there was last year, so maybe open it up to the, all of you. The right other there. league oh. I'm in is a, is a Facebook community, and there's 20 people in the league, so drafting oh. was rough, because oh at, at some point it becomes slim pickings. So, yeah, yeah. kidding. It ends up becoming yeah. a lot. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, that football season has begun. Uh, you don't hear us talk a lot about football on the podcast, but uh, we nerd out about that, too. You, you nerd out, you geek out about everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, LJ, what else have you been playing? Um, I have been playing easily one of the biggest games of the year, um, and that's Starfield. Um, we actually got a review copy last minute, and so that was kind of exciting. Oh, yes, sir. Um, Let's go. I know Joe. <laughs> what do you think of Space Skyrim? It's good. Um, it's very Space Skyrim in, in more ways than one. Um, you literally both... start out in a cart. I thought that was so funny. There's no way. I mean, really? Technically, uh-huh. yeah. In a way, 
Uh, <laughs> like you're not in you're a awake. you're not in like a buggy cart. No. You're in a uh, an elevator cart. Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> but it's, it's a cart. That's a 100%. stretch, but sure. Um yeah. <laughs> so um no, it's it's good. Um what blows my mind is there's a particular mission that I did, a story mission, because you can spend hours on this game and not even advance the story. There's a particular mission where big stuff happens, real big stuff happens, and I got the sound, like, there's, so, Xbox does this thing where it does this little sound and animation for, like, rare achievements, and I got that little sound on a particular mission where big stuff happens, and I'm just like, wow, like, this is actually a part that nobody talks about, and it is very Skyrim. Um, let's just say you're a dragon, you're, you basically are a space dragonborn. Like, that's just your... Okay. <laughs> um, and that, like, ah, oh, it's so good. You can, uh, there's a lot, there's tons of side quests. The story's great so far. Um, one of my favorite small moments I had happen was when I went to travel to this planet. Um, I got hailed by this, um, father, this, like, father and daughter team. Like, and they're like, um, and this little girl's like, hey, like, you want to buy some, like, you want to buy some lemonade? And she's like, you can... Either give me five credits or five zero zero credits, and I'm like, okay. Usually in a game, if some, if you know that that means I'm probably gonna get robbed, right? And so, <laughs> in this case, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll give you five credits, whatever. But I still didn't trust them. And then so I send him five credits, and the little girl's like, see, daddy, I did it, and all this stuff. And he goes, and the dad goes like, well, he goes, I, you know, it's not actual lemonade, it's not, you know, it's not even lemon and sugar, it's just a box of, you know, it's just a juice box of, you know, it's orange juice, it's not even lemonade. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, oh, okay, you know, and you tell them, like, oh, be safe, you know, like, it's dangerous out here, and I literally just had this or this little juice box in my inventory, like, and I'm just like, okay, like, that surprises me, like, that was kind of sweet, because usually in, in games like that, if you encounter random people asking you for money, if you don't give it to them, they're gonna rob you, right? So I don't know what could have happened. I'm, I could have said, hey, I'll give you 500, and they could have been like, oh, well, give us everything you got. You know, like, I still have no idea. We were like, here's the real lemonade. But, yeah, like, so, I mean, I don't know. The, the 500 credits could have Dude. been real lemonade. But it was just like, I was like, wow, that is so wholesome. Like, I was I was talking to my buddy, like, because the first night we were just got on, like, party chat and just talked while we were playing. And I was like, dude, like, I didn't get robbed. I'm like I'm amazed right now. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a real fun game. I've just done approached quests in a very different way. Like there's just a lot. A I heard there's a huge Halo uh, Easter egg. I don't know if I should give that away. But I don't really, know what that. I don't, I don't know what that would be to be honest. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I. It was an article, so it probably isn't huge spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I would still. I would have preferred to find it on my own. I think. Yeah, um, there's there's some real cool side quests too. There's some real cool main quests. Um, you can talk your way out of a lot, and you can shoot your way out of a lot. And um, it, I mean, that's the how those games usually go. And um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much more else that I can, I can say. Like, I mean, I don't. Um, the, I like how choosing your background and choosing all these extra little traits kind of affects dialogue trees and stuff, and affects certain bonuses you get and things like that. Um, yeah, I'd say if you can, if you have the chance, play it for yourself. Um, there is, I will say, there's the caveat. Is people were very upset that, oh, you can't actually, like, you travel to these planets at free will. It's not like a No Man's Sky or something like that. 
you mm-hmm. are basically traveling to space is, is a series of glorified fishbowls, and so are these planets and yeah. cities you land on. But I'm like, that's, that's okay. Um, you know, there are limitations. It is a Bethesda game. Like, you can't expect it to be the seamless transition. Um, right. Like, what they have crafted is really amazing. Like, sure, like, once you get past the idea of spending some time in those menus and having to travel and jump places like that, like, when I'm in the world, I'm immersed in the world. Um, and so I and think... it's not auto-generated, right? I mean, this is all some stuff of, that Some of the have. random, like, some of the more random spots you can land are, like, do generate different seeds, you know? Like, whenever you okay. do the actual surveying stuff. But uh, most of it is, glor- like, most of that stuff is, like, okay, whatever. Like, that's just, you know, it's mostly, like, land, land full of resources and all that. Um, but no, so it isn't this big grandiose thing necessarily but there's still so much to do in it there's so much quests there's yeah it's it's pretty big it still is big but in its own way um i think there's only so much you can do especially in that particular engine but it is easily one of the most polished games that bethesda has ever put out so it's good i'm enjoying it awesome so cool yep and then i've downloaded it i have not built a character yet that'll take so much time i bet (laughs) yes it will (laughs) Yeah, the, that'll be my whole classic. day. The other thing I want to give a quick <laughs> shout out to is something I grabbed on Switch just because I wanted to see what it was like. Um, so Digital Eclipse, they do a lot of ports and stuff, um, but there's an old PC game called um, Karateka or Karateka, and it's from the guy who created the original Prince of Persia game. Ooh, and okay. it's this actually it's this interactive documentary, and so you get to play these versions, which uh, Karateka was an old martial arts themed game that started on like the apple II, but they have like a new remastered version they put on like this digital documentary thing this like interactive documentary you can also go back and play one of his even older games before you know he made that but it's real awesome they show they have some video documentaries because he did a lot of the development with his dad and stuff like that his dad did the music for it um they have these slides that kind of explain how he did the animation for it um, mm-hmm. because at the time there wasn't really any, like he got his start making like asteroids clones and it also the documentary also talks about how he used rotoscoping because he knew that's how oh. he did it in old Disney movies totally and so you get to see how like from the sketches to his dad actually doing some of like the movements um, for like the character and all that and how like he converted that into sprites back in the day um, and how, like, an old martial arts master of his and his and his family did, like, some of, like, their moves for it. Um, it's really fascinating because, like, these old PC games and stuff like that, these old computer games are even beyond my history. So, for, like, 20 bucks, I actually got this on Switch, but it's on, like, everything. It's, like, a super interactive documentary um, for a really old game, but uh, I just found... I, found it fascinating and i was like oh like this is really neat um it's a real good it's really cool present like video game preservation kind of thing because there's not a lot mm-hmm. you know like and the people who remastered it went off of the original code and made it in a way that like wasn't going to like sacrifice or at least remove like the i guess the way that he originally had to make it and stuff like that so it's like everything stayed true to the uh, remaster of it but yeah that's pretty cool um it's a really really old game but um yeah and no, it was just fun something fun i got for 20 bucks to like cleanse my palate from starfield um so that, that's been fun so yeah well, very educational so yeah that's it what have you been playing jelly um quite a bit but i i also will be talking about packs and i realize i probably should i'm gonna save the games i played at packs for when i talk about packs kind of like near the end 
Okay. And yeah, sort of like it. other sections. So I did play games of packs, but I won't be talking about that yet. Um, I'll just talk about games I'm playing otherwise. So although it is kind, of, there's a little bit of connection there. I've been playing a lot of Rivals of oh. Aether, um, and most of it was because, uh, well, we have a friend who's super into Rivals of Aether, and um, he was really excited to play Rivals Two, which was going to be at PAX. Oh, nice! Super beta, like super duper, not ready yeah, to come out yet. I think it's going to be coming out sometime next year. So. But we were all looking forward to playing it. And I've played Rivals a couple times. Uh, I've actually owned it for a long time. I think I got the game when it was still in early access, which is really funny. Um, because I was like, oh, this looks like a fun Smash clone kind of thing. And like, I didn't really know what it was. And uh, then I was really bad at it. And I never really played it again. Um, That's kind of what happened but with I, played... I was super terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. And then playing Rivals 2 at PAX, though, was like really fun, actually. And I feel like it was starting to click in my brain a little bit. And so um, my husband and I both were... We're both having a, like a really good time with it, so we've been playing Rivals of Aether um, a lot, <laughs> uh, and I, I've been I've sort of been out of the competitive Smash scene for quite a while now, but I think it'd be kind of go back be fun to go back to tournaments with but with Rivals instead. It's a much smaller community, and I'm way worse at the game, which I wasn't very good at Smash anyway. But it's fine. It's just because it's a harder game in general, I think, in my opinion. But Really cool, super fast. Um, but my hands kind of hurt and cramp and cramp up when I play for too long. My eyes kind of hurt because <laughs> there's just no break, there's no breathing. You just kind of like you just go. So um, it's really fun. Uh, the other thing we've been playing too is a uh, Baldur's Gate three. We've got it on PS five when it came out. Curious to know your thoughts about yes. that. And it's it's my experience. Like it's really my my opinion. Of the game has changed so much as we keep playing. Uh, in a good way. Like, the more we play, the more fun it is. And I think it just took us a little bit of a while to establish... Deal with some of the jank that comes with the game. There's just a lot of... Uh, I mean, for just for lack of a better term. Um, there's just a lot of things that happen in the game that they don't explain well. Or they try to explain. Or they over-explain. It's really weird how, like, we still get weird tutorial pop-ups when we don't need them. But then there's still some mechanics of the game they don't explain very well. Um, and it does suffer from Bioware syndrome, where it, uh, in conversations, people will say things and infer something, or you will say something and infer something that's unclear. Uh, so you kind of have to be careful. Um, but what's nice about this game is that it's usually pretty easy to like quick save and just save and reload. Mm -hmm. So it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we were having a pretty rough time ago, or, or a pretty rough go at it at the beginning. Uh, again, just because we're so D and D brained that there's some things, there's a lot of things that apply um, from D and D into Baldur's Gate three. In fact, most things, like many many things, do. But there's some things that just don't quite work the same. Mm. And also, we were just getting frustrated because we just had honestly really bad luck so far. We've had really bad luck in the game. Like I'm talking missing constantly on 80s and 90s percents to hit. Um, I'm talking we thought we. I th we thought there was a bug and that it was impossible to roll a successful death save throw. Apparently it is possible. We found out that uh, mm -hmm. that it is possible in our game. We just haven't ever seen it in an actual battle where th things wow. matter. Like people just are only ever rolling fails constantly. So just things like that. Um, there's also just like so much to explore. That's it's kind of overwhelming. And it's like, we're always going to miss something. But I'll be like talking with my friends or whatever. They're just like, oh, but did you see this? And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we're just kind of playing the game. Um, 
and it definitely again is getting more and more fun as we're playing more and more and like as we're leveling up too you just can't really do much the first couple levels but i'm really excited about my build i have a i'm a i'm a dragonborn ranger um they changed rangers a bit in this game so there's uh instead of like picking a favored enemy you kind of (laughs) essentially pick another background almost but it gives you like certain benefits so um I chose like a knight background kind of thing that gives me proficiency with heavy armor. And then there's also another option where you can um, potentially get a resistance. So I'm I'm a black dragonborn, so I'm resistant to acid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I chose fire resistance. In a future level, I will be able to get cold resistance as well. And I have heavy armor. So I am a tank ranger. (laughs) I I am just a tank ranger because I thought that'd be really funny. And rangers are just so bad in 5e, so I just was like, um, I'm just going to play a tank ranger because... And, and I'm a beastmaster as well, so I, I summon oh, nice. a raven, which is very fun. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And then my husband, he's a he's a sorcerer, uh, which is also great because he does all the talking, and you really do need to have good charisma in this game. Like, having good charisma in this game is really important, and also having good strength is really important, so it's great because I'm a strength build and he's a charisma build, so it's kind of, like, perfect in that way. That works out, yeah. Um, I'm finally liking the companions a lot. It took me a long time to get to like them, though. I still don't like Lazelle. I still hate her. Um, but finally, at this point, I do like them. It just, yeah, it took me longer than I would have thought for them to grow on me. But, uh, they did. So, that's good. I think we just keep comparing to Dragon Age in such a way that if Dragon Age 4 either never comes out or is really bad, which is probably going to be one of the two, if we're being honest, because of the way Bioware is right now, if we want to play something that's gives us the same energy, something like Dragon Age 4 would, then we're just going to play this game again. <laughs> um, and this game, it's funny because there's so much ridiculous jank that happens, especially because we're playing local co-op. But I also yeah. don't think I'd be having fun with this game single player. I think for me, like controlling an entire party, is just way too much for someone like me. I need like controlling one is enough. Controlling two is fine. I can handle that. But like controlling one, that is way too much for me. So, uh, but there's just incredible frame rate drops. Like anytime we do almost anything, anytime we switch I, characters, I almost anytime. Screen, there's issues. Yeah, almost anytime we're casting a spell. Um, just very, very often, terrible frame rate drops, and we're used to it at this point. But it's kind of, it just kind of sucks that there's such abysmal frame rate drops, very, very often, especially in combat. Um, also, going around the map is just awful. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things I don't like about the game, if I'm being honest. But again, it is getting more fun. I do genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's just not like my gaming either or anything, right? Like I, I was talking with um I was talking the backlog golf chat and I mentioned that I crashed the game just by doing regular things, right? We just are again, we're just playing local co-op and we're both just doing something in combat because you can, but the game just it it couldn't take it. It just crashed. And thankfully when we opened it up, it, it went back to right where we were, so we didn't lose any progress, which was like, oh thank goodness. But um I think it was Derek point out. He's like, yeah, that doesn't sound like game of the year. Something like that crashing. Like, that's not acceptable. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good point. Like, this probably wasn't going to be my game of the year. But, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a little bit unfortunate. I mean, it's a good uh, point. Nobody's talking about that kind of stuff. I mean, I guess. No, no one is. Most people played on PC, but, like, still. Like, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, I don't think it's a problem there. Me. 
like storytelling details that they've given it usually mm-hmm. when i hear about it like mm-hmm. all the different things that you can get responses for mm-hmm. which like that's all very cool and, and, and well and good and i do love that but um it's true that what I do see is mostly the glaring issues, you'll more so than that, how amazing You'll it hear is. games get roasted for being a 5 or a 6 for those kind of issues, and then you won't hear games that are, like, being yeah. really talked about, and, like, you know, nobody will talk about those kind of things. I but, mean, a full game crash out of nowhere is usually pretty frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah. At least we didn't lose progress, but it was pretty uh, out of the blue. Yeah. And progress. Uh, I'm so done with mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. No chance I don't go back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and but I'm just grateful that, that they do have local co-op, though. I know yeah. that they delayed things yeah, just to make sure cool. that was, like, at least in working order. And, like, it does still work. Even if it's mm-hmm. not working well, it does still work to the point where we're still having fun. Um, besides that, so, honestly, you know what? I just realized all these games I'm playing are all, like, multiplayer co-op kind of games. Uh, Rivals is more competitive. But before we uh, got Baldur's Gate 3, we played... TMNT Shredder's Revenge through, and actually my husband's played it all the way through by himself, but we played it again because we got the DLC. I have played that expansion. I totally spaced on that. Oh, it was so fun. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I was playing him as Usagi. He's my boy. I love that guy. Like, I read so many of his comics. And he was awesome. His voice was not his voice. Like, his voice (laughs) was super bad, but it's fine because it's the 80s version. They're all, like, cheesy anyway, but... I didn't even play as Karai. Like, I love Casey Jones. I haven't even played as Casey Jones. I just played Usaki the whole time, and I was kicking butt and taking names, and it was mm-hmm. a really, it was genuinely quite fun. That survival mode is super cool. Like, it starts out rough yeah. because you don't have, like, as many, like, power-ups or anything or extra lives. But mm-hmm. once you do, like, yeah, that survival mode just gets so fun. Survival mode's very cool, and mm-hmm. being able to um, basically become bosses, like, you can take control of the bosses, yeah. like, be, like, Shredder and stuff that was very cool the, yeah the new color so, palettes are super cool too yeah so we had a we basically grinded and beat that game right before we got Baldur's Gate 3 because we were just like oh we're close so close to Baldur's Gate 3 let's just play this game and, mm. and so that was very much worth it super fun um if you love TMNT definitely go do it and if you like Usagi honestly get a friend and play it and get the DLC and play it very cool mm-hmm um, so those are the games I played. Again, I played some of packs, but I'll talk about a little bit later. Cool. I'm continuing to play Super Snail. Nice. Uh, don't recommend it. <laughs> well, um, thank you. That's <laughs> <ironic. sacrifice. laughs> It's addicting. Um, it's it's time sync for sure. Um, my only like true problem with it, small thing, is that I can't share resources with anyone, um, and so you can get in clubs and have these like. Uh, so like I'm playing with a friend and I can't give that friend any of my resources and I was like why even have clubs or anything if I can't interact you basically together fight a specific thing but hmm. there's like no interaction really... beyond that yeah hmm. uh, it's there's a chat I guess but uh, it's literally like you click to fight this thing that's way stronger than you and you fight it as much as you can and then someone else is going to do that so else for the day but fighting consists of just clicking that one thing and then die. <laughs> so, hmm. um, it's addicting. Uh, that's the only thing that I, I feel like I'm missing. I was like, oh, if I could like send resources. There's so many different resources in this game. Um, that would be kind of cool. But, um, and the art style. I'm still really loving the art style. Uh, a weird thing. So, that, uh, I'm trying to think of the company that made Super Snail. They did the uh, Dungeons and Gumballs. 
Oh, yeah, the one that you played before, yeah. Yeah, so I really love the art style in this, but I cannot find the artist for the life of me. Hmm. Um, I can't find any kind of credits. The closest I got was Peter, no last name, is the head developer. <laughs> um, and huh. that's from the game, so I don't even know if Peter is a real person. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and then when you go to the website, the website um, is in Chinese. That's uh, well, weird. Translated out. Yeah, and I'm you, like, you I, credit I, to your I don't artists. think your name... Maybe his name is Peter, but I just feel like his name's not Peter. Uh, but yeah, I would love to get some like artist credits. Credit your people. QV. It's not QVC. I don't remember what they're called. <laughs> I was gonna say QVC is an offline shop. It's not QVC. <laughs> um, that sounds like an ad you got. <laughs> QC Play. QC Play. Mm-hmm. I had to look it up now. <laughs> um, other than that, it's fun. And then I've been continuing to play Forbidden West as well. Nice. And uh, Cool. I'm not having as much fun as the first game, but I think like, part of that was the novelty of the first game. Uh, I am definitely like enjoying it still a lot. Uh, I'm really into like the hunts and getting things down. I uh, feel like the story just opened up. And... Uh, I've been spending all my time doing like all of the side quest things. Nice. Uh, it's this game more than any other game. I've enjoyed the side quest more than anything else I've played. I think just because I like the hunts and all of the side quests are about hunting things and breaking them down. And that part of it is super cool to me. The Assassin's Creed stuff is a little weird. Uh, you literally can find camps and then you have to like sneak around and take out the the camp of people basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Um, Hide in the grass. Hide in the grass. (laughs) Yeah. Take them down from above. (laughs) Literally. Um, Find a tall spot. They can't see you and just shoot (laughs) your arrows. Uh, Take them all out without them knowing. Uh, That though, besides that, like I was actually thinking about. I keep comparing it to Zelda, and I think that's because of Breath of the Wild and the first one coming out at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I get a glider, so it feels even more like Zelda. Give me a glider, and I'm like, all right. But it almost, to me, given the the way the story progresses and the way that you're having to like infiltrate these um, cauldrons, uh, it's kind of like if Zelda hadn't innovated, hmm. is like would be really similar to this game. I feel like you're going around, and you're fighting these creatures out in this open world, and then you but find you're still these hitting, hitting the dungeons. Yeah. Well, you can still innovate, and you can still have dungeons. So I think that's like the it. one thing I wish that Breath of the Wild Tears Kingdom did is, like, had actual... Like, they kind of did. Why not both? A mm-hmm. little bit, but, like, they, it's not really the same. I don't know. It would have been cool if that open world... I actually think Zelda did it best when they did uh, uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh, yeah. You would get an item, and that item would unlock to whatever dungeon, and you could do whatever you wanted in whatever order, but you still had that kind of item unlocked to do the dungeon... Uh, algorithm i guess uh, formula uh but that's what this does so you unlock an ability and then you use that ability to get through whatever kind of dungeon uh you have to get through the only problem is the dungeons in this obviously aren't nearly as good as a, a zelda dungeon for sure for sure there's not many puzzles it's more like get through it yeah it's very corridor platformy um jump on things but I don't know. It's interesting. It almost seems like it's kind of their answer to Zelda in a lot of ways. 
and strangely Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> uh, but if you like the first one, I feel like you'll like this one. I don't. I know I've got a lot of hate. Um, I don't necessarily see why, but a lot of times that comes with me playing it way after a game came out. So mm. when the game came out, it wasn't nearly as good. Uh, I understand it wasn't like the craziest big game of the year type thing, but uh, it's fun. We can get into uh, the gaming news then. I think about it for a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, where are we going? Um, uh, what's going on in the gaming world, LJ? Yeah, so we might see a bit of a turning point here in gaming as well um, if things keep going the way they've been going, like with Hollywood. Um, first of all, being that um, SAG-AFTRA, apparently, I guess last year, they struck up a deal with a contract that includes video game actors, like voice actors, and dealing with companies. Um, and this is straight up from the horse's mouth, too. Like, I got a link right from SAG-AFTRA. And so, there was a unanimous vote that game, that video game companies be included in this. Um, in this strike. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of take a look real quick. Um, so yeah, they voted unanimously to send a strike authorization vote to SAG-AFTRA members in preparation of the union's forthcoming bargaining dates with signatory video game companies, which include Activision Productions, uh, Blind Light LLC, which I don't know off the top of my head what that one is, but Disney Character Voices, Inc., Electronic Arts, oh, uh, Electronic Arts Productions Inc., Epic Games Inc., Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, Take Two Productions, Voicework Productions Inc., and WB Games Inc. Those are easily yep. like aside from the like which I'm sure those are companies that are probably like agencies for video game voice actors there too. Uh-huh. Um, but right off the bat, um, those are like AAA studios. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I feel like, see, with with movies, I, I know it's kind of, it's been good for the independent scene because there's been a lot of independent films and projects hitting more recognition as well. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like, the, at least from my knowledge, the the indie scene for video games, I feel like, is a more prominent um, scene than it is for, like, movies. Because I know movies, it's, the, the big ones dominate the box offices so easy, and those are the ones that get wider distribution. I mean, you get, like, A24 and stuff like that, but with movies, but, um, honestly, like, that's fine, like, I think, really, you know, some of these big video game companies should answer for some of the things that they, that have been going on, just like, you know, Hollywood is having to answer for some of the stuff that has been going on, so, by all means, I have a backlog that I can, that I can happily go through right now, I mean, I still have these big, really big games that I still have not beaten, you know, I have hundreds of them. I also have a movie backlog, which I have hundreds of movies, so I can go back and watch those too. So, like, I'm all for this. I'm like, sure, like, you know, get these, get, and um, not only, it's not only actors. I believe, like, you know, we talk about, like, I think Sega is unionizing, and there's certain other companies that are doing that. So it's, like, awesome. Like, pay people. Even in my own field of work, I work at a UPS store. There was all this stuff about UPS possibly going on strike, which never happened because they reached a deal. Um, but it's just like, it just, it has me thinking like people need to be paid for their work. Um, and if they're not, and if they want to try and get replaced with AI and stuff, like that ain't cool. Pay, pay the people for what they're Reach. working, for what they're doing. Um, 
I heard something about even the music industry. Ed Sheeran was dealing with something about the rights to his music over an AI thing, trying to claim rights to like that they owned some kind of tune or rhythm or somehow like. What the? Um, yeah, so I, I, one of my cousins was telling me about it. I guess for that, there's like some case that I guess he's fighting with or was, and I guess it had to do with this program being able to claim the rights to any, like, beat or rhythm, like, because it's AI-based that hasn't even been out yet. You know, like, so if you never even thought of a song or a rhythm or a beat to a song, then technically this AI owns the rights to it. And it just trips me out because I go, I think of, you know, like, you know, the whole sag after thing with AI and the actors and, like, even with video games, like, video, a lot of video game stuff is already populated with AI that can just do the work, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm all for this. Like, people pay the people <laughs> so I'm just like yeah like it, or we won't have a podcast and it's and so honestly it's it is making getting news stuff real awkward um yeah we've noticed a difference here on the podcast with movies even like like oppenheimer and barbie finally leaving theaters and stuff and all these other random mm-hmm. movies coming out i feel like we're already starting to see like the hall the effect of it and like movie going experiences mm-hmm. like there's random movies like that have been coming out and i'm just like oh I didn't even know that was a thing. Or, oh, I barely saw, like, one trailer for that or something. Yeah, totally. Um, And it's like, we're going to see the effects of that during holiday, you know, during the holiday, because there's probably not going to be... Yeah, I think it's really going to slow down. Fortunately, right now, we've had... Mm -hmm. We have, like, we're talking almost basically just trailers today Mm -hmm. uh, for movies and TV. Yeah. But, like, once those movies are all released, Mm -hmm. there aren't any more announcements. Like... Oh, yeah. I mean, that does we remind me of a few other things. talked about announcements in a long time. Right, and then it sucks because can't, can't, we can't hear some of our favorite content creators talk about a lot of this stuff either. So it's just, like, sucks. Like, But if this happens in the video game world, like, I'm okay with it. Like, let, let, indie, yeah. let indie stuff yeah, get... Yeah, we'll be clear. Let, like, people need to be... Let indie stuff paid. get the limelight for a little while and um, let people, you know, let people get paid. Yeah, so... Yep, totally. Yeah, so that's that's kind of it. And then the next one, I think, is kind of a crushing blow a little bit to the idea of E3 being a thing. But ReadPop mm-hmm. has already parted ways with the ESA, which mm-hmm. um, ReadPop is the organizers of PAX, which obviously we'll be talking about here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but they were supposed to organize E3 with um, this past year with the ESA, and that didn't happen. Um, there's already talks of the ESA not even having whatever next year's E3 is at LA and at the LA Convention Center. Um, and supposedly regrouping for 2025. And I'm like, well, that's, we're probably not going to have an E3 next year either, (laughs) if at all. So (laughs) I'm convinced that E3 is no longer going to be a thing, which sucks. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. Seems to be the wave. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it also seems to be, like, the obvious move. Uh, mm. I think, like, with COVID, it was just, you started getting all these different groups that were making their own events. PlayStation has their own thing. Yep. Nintendo has their own thing. Um, and that just kind of, like, makes sense in our age. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's almost kind of like, it's, it's an end of an era um, that we all really, really liked and enjoyed and appreciated, so... <laughs> There's a thing that I think the ESA says about, like, oh, E3 still has, like, a strong place in video game history or video game presence today, and I'm just like, no, no. In history, like, yes, definitely. History, yes. It currently, <laughs> that's I want to look for this exact quote. But, thing of the past. 
it's just like, yeah, like we, you know, we still have our place in the gaming industry. It's like, yeah, no, you don't. Um, I have said this before too, because a big <laughs> argument to that would be like, well, you got hands-on games at that point, mm-hmm. um, and we could get. I mean, they could bring demos. Back. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of argument, <laughs> you can get someone to play a game that hasn't come out yet as like a, a you know, a demo code <coughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's definitely a ways around making everything yeah. that happens at E3 very expensively uh, happen in your home for for free or even for a price if they decided to. I think. Here, here's Pay-per-view here's the exact quote: "While the reach of E3 remains unmatched in our industry." Uh, that, that ain't it, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, y'all have been hmm. for how long? Like, yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like I just feel like it's over. I feel like the nail has been so like over. in like being driven into the coffin for the last couple of years. But I feel like this might be the final final blow. I think mm-hmm. it would have been cool to like for a bunch of us to go like and represent Geeks Under Grace at an E3. I'll still say that. Like yeah, that is definitely. the one thing Ugh. that I always thought would have been like amazing is if we had got to go to an actual really E3. Cool. Um, There's always the video game awards. Yeah. <laughs> not this year. We're not announcing anything. That's not what I'm saying. No. Uh, <laughs> Something like that though. Like... Yeah. That would be cool. Imagine going to Germany to opening night live. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that I mean that's that's like E three number two at least in my opinion. So mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah, it's just it is weird wild. that there's a German uh, one and then there isn't anything like that in the United States as far as announcements go. Yeah. But, yep. That's it for gaming news. Cool. We'll get into the movies then. Um, go ahead, Shelley. Start with you. Yeah, I. It's been a while, so I don't remember. Maybe I've already talked about this, but we watched a movie called Moonfall. Maybe I did already talk about this, or maybe I just talked with other people about it, but it's a... I don't remember you talking about it. It's on, um... Yeah. (laughs) Roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's on Max. It is on Max. And it's very silly. It's just a very silly movie. It's pretty fun, but very silly. And... Now I barely even remember the movie. I feel like that is one of those. It's one of those movies. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the moon is falling. It's called oh, Moonfall. I think is it like this? Is like one of those disaster movies. It is a disaster movie. Yes. It's like okay, I think I movie. remember the trailer for it. But it's like it came out in 2022, and I only heard about it when we watched it some friends recommended it and it was just it was fine okay i have heard of this movie but it was like in passing i looked it yeah up, yes um i don't know i guess if you like kind of cheesy disaster movies i'd recommend it but if Almost you like, like 2012 or something like that yeah yeah there were also just some like the day after tomorrow Really, yeah. it already felt outdated. It's from 2022, and but they kept making like jokes about how awesome Elon Musk was. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's only been a year, honey. How are you already outdated? Like, <laughs> that's awful. Um, yep. <laughs> 
It's like, it almost, the fact that he was name dropped so many times almost made me think he maybe sponsored the movie in some kind of way, but I can't prove, I don't know. SpaceX helped make the movie. <laughs> but yeah, it was like very um, conspiracy, you know, lots of conspiracy theories, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, the crazy conspiracies were right, and the moon is, like, it was basically, it reminded me of Doc, that Doctor Who episode, where the moon's an egg. <laughs> which is like one of the episodes yeah see see my husband shaking his head mm-hmm. in the background he knows he even knows how bad it was <laughs> um that was definitely the beginning of the end of watching doctor who for me it was so bad that episode was just rough um and anyone who knows knows right when i say the moon's an egg you know what i'm talking about those you doctor who fans who know it's um rough so it was like that but there were some fun parts whereas that episode did not have many fun parts, in my opinion. This uh, that movie had some fun parts, and the CGI looked really good, which was nice. So um, yeah, if you just need like a weird popcorn movie and you like to watch kind of disaster movies, apocalyptic music mo- uh, movies, sorry, can't speak. Uh, yeah, then I recommend it. It's a very much a popcorn movie. But besides that, well, that's what I watched. <laughs> nice. What about you, LJ? I rewatched TMNT again this weekend because it came to on de- it came on demand. Um, okay. like the 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 new uh, the new one. The new one. Oh, I have to check it out. Yeah, no, it's it's like you it's like you still have to like rent it for like twenty bucks, I think, because it's like sure. Oh wow, okay. Early, you know, the so cool. early, early release technically. Um, but uh, I got it again because like I was gonna get it eventually. I have a pre-ordered 4K Steelbook on Amazon that I was gonna wait for. But then mm-hmm. I found out we're watching my nephew on Mondays because I guess for whatever reason his school is not doing Mondays now I guess which is really weird. Um, okay. So I was like, whatever, like I'm gonna watch football. So let me distract him with something. And so I bought the movie. And then he's already watched it about three times yesterday and watched it again this morning. So I watched <laughs> it again this morning before going to work. And it's one of those movies that I like. I enjoyed seeing in theaters, but again, like I watch it on a TV and I'm like, oh wow, this is feels so much more crispy and so much more. Like, I feel like I can just enjoy it a lot more for some reason. Like, I go to a theater for the experience now, you know, but just when I finally get to watch a movie on my screen or on our living room screen, I'm just like, ooh, I feel like I really get to see it and take it in now, you know? Like, so it was good to rewatch it. Yeah. But that's about it. Thank you. I watched The Flash. <laughs> no. How'd it go? Man, I'm so glad I didn't buy tickets in theaters. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it's um it's amazing. Uh <laughs> it's so bad I can't believe that it was released. Legitimately. And this is coming from somebody who uh <laughs> is pretty non-critical about movies. Uh, I will say I had a really good time. Um, I was laughing the entire time, whether it be because the CGI was so bad or because it legitimately had like funny moments. <laughs> um, but oh, it's got—he's got to do this pose like <laughs> to run every time. Um, he like the inconsistency with the character, so he's like really goofy and awkward, uh, like he has been in the last few movies. Until he meets himself, <laughs> and then that one's goofy, weird, not like and awkward, mm-hmm. and so he's totally fine now. He literally just says to me, "He's like you're annoying," and then is totally like just normal. Um, <laughs> but 
but the CGI is like Sharknado bad. Uh, there are certain moments that literally look like they came from like a PS3 game. The one that got me was like whenever he like figures out like how he can like travel through time with the whole Speed Force thing. That stuff was really bad to me. Like whenever he was like looking, you know, like just looking around, and I'm like, "What is that? Like, yeah. how do you interpret it that way?" Like, I'm just like, it was so bad. That's the part that lost me. I think that's why I didn't finish it. I like it. Bye bye. Yeah, it was like really bad. It's so garbage. I love it. Uh, it's like it's so ugly. It's cute kind of thing. Um, it's so ugly, it's cute. I told my nephew this morning. <laughs> oh no! I said, don't watch that. I literally, yeah, I'm like, don't watch that. Go back and watch oh, Ninja no. Turtles again for a yeah. Time. Go, go watch a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The only thing, and I, I legitimately boned about this. Everything else, I had already discarded. Like as soon as it started, as soon as he started like throwing babies in microwaves. Yes. True story. I was over this. Yes. I was like, this movie's not gonna be a good movie. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> But Michael Shannon returns, and I was kind of excited for that. And I think it would have been hilarious if he would have acted his heart out in this really bad movie. Um, but he didn't. He definitely like showed up and got a paycheck and went home. Um, it's almost as if he read the lines real quick and then said them, and they just like shot real quick instead mm-hmm. of him actually like embodying this character. Um, and Michael Shannon is such a good actor normally um i've never seen someone care so little about their role in a superhero movie um yeah keaton as batman is is fun um that's it i don't know uh you should like what could have been you know like this could have been it could have been so much better yeah i have to wonder um if it was done on purpose if it was sabotaged similarly to um that x-men movie that came out oh yeah like dark phoenix dark phoenix yeah uh, which that I never was saw. legitimately marvel had like they're reportedly um uh, they marvel had made that movie not get finished correctly because they wanted to do poorly mm-hmm. because they were doing something similar and they were buying uh x-men so they didn't want to like overvalue x-men there was a whole thing with that with fox mm-hmm. um so james gunn taking over i have that's all alleged but um i have to wonder if james gunn was like yeah your budget for cgi is non-existence um so that my movies will look good in comparison bro because um, you wouldn't want <laughs> this movie to do well and everyone goes see snyder movies when given a chance are amazing and then everyone you know wanting snyder over james gunn because this movie definitely makes you go, man, I can't wait for James Gunn. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's such a sad send off to the Snyderverse. And we still have Aquaman 2, possibly, um, to look forward to, uh, which would be the Snyderverse, technically, I think. I think so convoluted. Um, <laughs> but this was. Uh, I'm happy Blue Beetle was good. That's like, that's. I'm happy we got a dub there. Yeah, and I like to think that that's in James Gunn's universe. He says it yeah. is. Uh, I'm good with that. Um, this could have been a nice send-off, a, a handing of the baton, uh, and it's it's not. It's so bad. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. I can't imagine Batgirl was worse than this. You brought that up earlier, LJ. Yeah. Like, canceled Batgirl. Like, was it really? Like, 
That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> they canceled can't. Batgirl for this. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. if honestly... And like, Keaton was the Batman in that as well, so that would have been It makes me feel like we're in the darkest timeline. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Got, <laughs> we could have got Batgirl instead of this. Like, it just... The, the fact that Blue Beetle was going to be a HBO movie and this was a theatrical release yes. blows my mind. Yes. Because uh, Blue Beetle is so They should have cut their losses Flash. with Ezra Miller and, and this Flash movie. Yeah. I, I've been on this uh, I've been on this thought, like train of thought for a long time, but they they're announced an Infinite Earths animated movie. And it's not tied into the DCU now. Uh, they took that title away from it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I almost wish that they would. And they would give proper send-offs to everybody mm-hmm. in an animated form. Because then... Literally you don't just have... do the thing they do in Apocalypse War somehow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they could reset everything. You could send off your favorites. Um, which would be such so much nicer to Henry Cavill than what they do to, in, to him in The Flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, I mean, you could have, like, a proper send-off, and it's animated, so people can't argue, oh, see, Snyderverse is good when you give it a chance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, I do see that mindset if this movie would have been a good movie. Um, you're like, oh, it's animated, and it was just a nice send-off for everybody. Um, and Henry Cavill doesn't even technically have to be there. Um, be a slap in the face of James Gunn mm-hmm. to not uh, be there, I guess. But um, I think that would be really cool. And that movie's still in production, so they still have a chance to do that. Um but I think that would be the best way to do it and then reset it into James Gunn's universe. And then we can see what happens from there. If DCU actually has a fighting chance because any other movies like this one, um, it does not. Yeah. It'll turn into sci-fi channel movies. Yeah. I would say watch Sharknado. <laughs> if you enjoyed Sharknado, watch the Flash movie. Oh my gosh. What a burn. <laughs> it was the baby no thing, too, that made me go, oh. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a chance, but, oh. Now we know. <laughs> now we know. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Whole thing. Everything's so cheesy. Batman's fighting in the day. It makes no sense. <laughs> they, they chime on it. They do say something about it. But it's like, you still didn't explain it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, we can move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead with the, the movie news. Yeah, uh, we don't have much for movie news. We do have a teaser for Aquaman 2. I mean, it's a teaser. Like, it's quite short. I'm going to be honest, gang. It looks like Aquaman 1. I didn't watch Aquaman 1, so maybe you guys have better judgments on it. <laughs> it's been no, a it looks while. like Aquaman 1. I think <laughs> I'm only, I only saw Aquaman 1 in theaters, and I don't think I've ever seen it again, to be honest. Yeah. I never watched I it because it looked. Don't remember Aquaman. Ooh, well. I might have done. It didn't look great. Stuff. And then, what was crazy is my <laughs> sister watched it, oh. and she's like, "That was the worst superhero movie I've ever seen." And I'm like, "Oh, well, that's you don't watch like a, a lot of superhero movies, but like, that's still something." <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna look." Yeah, I well, think yeah, I might have I done our like, Bible study for the original Aquaman. Yeah, I'm gonna go look. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really can't don't say I can't say about it. Yeah, I, I'm ready for James Gunn's universe, and I'm tired of anything coming out. Like, why release these movies? They should have just... I understand there's a lot of money involved, but put them all on Max, and then just let them let them die. 
<laughs> they were also like controversial. Let them die. Like we had, uh, uh, like, they got the whole Amber Heard controversy with this one. That oh, oh my gosh, it's right. I forgot about that. You're right. There's they just have the worst actors. Not like worse <laughs> yeah. as they're bad. They are ba- they are good actors. I'll say, but I just mean in the sense of controversy and publicity. Yeah. I, I too have yeah. done a Bible study on a bad movie apparently because I did the one on Aquaman. Well, rip. I was make I was throwing a jab at Valerian about Co- got Cody's Valerian. Uh, <laughs> Valerian is uh but it, yeah, but it's okay. I did the one for the Hellboy for that newer Hellboy movie too, though, so that's two for me. Valerian <laughs> is better than the Flash. What? I didn't finish Valerian either, and I would honestly say yes, it's probably better than the Flash. <laughs> Valerian's better than the Flash. I enjoyed watching the Flash more. <laughs> Wait. <what? laughs> We gotta stop this. We can't just compare everything to the Flash because this is (laughs) because the Flash is so bad that I enjoyed it. (laughs) Wow! I get that. I get it. Valerian's just meh. Valerian was pretty. (laughs) Flash was not. Yeah, special Mm -hmm. effects of the the Valerian were really good. Yeah, rip Valerian, man. Remember that? (laughs) Remember when there was hope? I remember that. So Valerian has the hype for Valerian was the same hype as there was for Dune. Yeah, and Dune is still a really came good out. Movie. <laughs> yeah, Dune succeeded. Valerian did. We were like, this is the movie that like Star Wars is based off of. <laughs> Rip. Yeah, that was an era. I do remember that now. Um. Anyway. Okay. Now for an actually probably good movie that we're all interested in. At least I'm very interested yeah, in. I'm interested. That's Miyazaki movie. The Boy and His Heron. We got a trailer for it. Um, and I don't know. It, it might already be out in Japan. I don't quite remember. But it's eventually going to come to the States because they always do. And you know I'm about to see it. <laughs> you know I am. I think it's not obviously a literal biopic or or like... It's not literally about his life, but it's like from what I've read, it's like very inspired by his life and like his life story. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that's what I heard, which I think uh-huh. is super cool. But obviously, you still see like there's like some sort of fantastical world or fantastic things happening. Oh, the animation looks so good. Remember when I guess it was his son, it wasn't him, but like, uh, what the, what the earwig movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I watched it. But, like, that 3D animation was not the move. Like, no. I'm glad they're back to the classic 2D, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. Um, I've heard it's pretty good, at least reviews so far are saying it's good. Which I trust, obviously, so obviously I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I don't really know what words. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what it to say about... Spirited Away. It reminds me a lot of Spirited Away specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Which is same bad, similar energy. You're right. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of different uh, Ghibli movies have different um, and Miyazaki movies have very different vibes. And I think you're right. It's sort of the like, there's something interesting and magical going on here, but it's not like it's not like Totoro where it's just like haha, let's go play and have fun. It's like, oh, there's like something happening, you know? And that's kind of serious, but it's not mm. its not intense like Mononoke. Right? So, obviously I'm excited. Um, 
it's funny because it's like I feel like I didn't have much to say about Aquaman 2 and I at the same time I don't necessarily feel like I have much to say about the boy in his hair because I'm just like okay this is just a good gotta be a good movie and we're just gotta wait for it to come out like there's not much to say simply because it's like so obviously like Miyazaki style just everything good about Mm -hmm. that so I'm just like ah what what is there to say it's just gonna be good I'm sure so Mm -hmm. rumors are it's not his last movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i know dude he's like freaking sakurai for smash every smash is his last smash until it's not and yeah. he's already said that he's gonna make another smash game and we're just like really dude, he got which i'm so rest. curious about because i remember specifically him saying this is getting derailed but um that if he does make another smash bros it'll never have the roster that this one does right that have to tone it down or something licensing. and so it's like well if you make a smash where the roster's toned down, is it going to be like as exciting? I or think it could it be. Or make it a different style game. That's a hot take, but make it a different style No, game. I think that is a good take. No. <laughs> but you're right. Like, um, no. <laughs> they probably would just do what they had been doing up until now. Cut a bunch of characters, have some new characters too. Definitely have yeah. sta- keep the staples, keep the ones from 64 obviously, but like, they're not going to bring back Pikachu for a second game. Are you kidding me? Pichu's gone. No more Pichu. <laughs> Pichu's a loser. Well, Pichu wasn't a loser at the beginning of the game. Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, like a lot of those, a lot of those characters, a lot of those DLC characters, especially. I'm like, they're probably not going to bring all those back. They're going to really tone it down, but they'll still bring some really cool and interesting characters. And knowing them, they're going to be like, well, we got to add some new fancy mechanic or something. Like, I don't know. They'll they'll figure it out. Obviously, I I feel like if maybe Sakurai tried to do his own take on like an actual like traditional fighting game. That would be legit to see, or like maybe that'd a two be crazy, two, or maybe like a two-on-two like tag-style fighting game, or like a three v three. Oh, like, that'd be cool. Kind of thing. That'd be sick. Oh, mm-hmm. but would it be child-friendly enough? They could make it child-friendly they could, enough. They could. I they could do it. Did. Yep, they'll figure it out. Um, that's our movie news. Though. We we don't have a lot of movie news right now. <laughs> we'll get into TV then. I've been watching a lot of TV, just keeping up on Ahsoka. Um, I'm not in a hurry still. <laughs> oh, last episode, so good. Um, good. Left on a cliffhanger that I'm very excited about. Um, but uh, Shelley had a good point. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago you mentioned that they do really rely on just past knowledge. Scrimble uh, Bimbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, not to give too much away, I think people kind of already know what's going on. Um, I've seen bits and pieces. Sure trailers or not, but there was a lot of um, theory that this would happen. Uh, what what happened this last episode? Uh, but it it does heavily rely on like, oh, remember this character? You like this character? And like, oh, I do like that. Character. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're right. You just either. <laughs> I actually rewatched a few Rebels episodes because I forgot how far back I was, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, I've already seen these," <laughs> so I just kind of like wasted the time on watching episodes I already watched. But besides I, that, though, I do want to get to it. The show has also done something that none of the other movies or TV shows has uh, ever done, um, and that is expand the universe. Ooh, that's what uh, I, I heard. What? There, I've heard of uh, rumblings of what that might be. <laughs> Yeah, more than anything else, um, in a in a really really big way, uh, that hopefully they utilize, because I could see them making a, a whole universe and then not utilizing that like, for sure, 
yeah, that would be a bummer. Um, so we'll see. They are... Uh, I don't want to give too much away. But they've expanded. And it's really, really cool if they, they play it out well. I feel like they don't look at the galaxy that they live in and really, like, flesh that out uh, enough sometimes. I think there's a lot to be, like, delved into in the different planets that they have. Um, I think you could have entire stories of planets that we haven't seen mm-hmm. um, or heard much of. There are many galaxies out there because it's about one that's far, far away, so... Um... Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm not going to say anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't even really know, exciting. but I just... <laughs> I've already said too much. Um, but I do think as far as, like, any show that has Jedis in it, um, including Obi-Wan... Uh, this has definitely been the most interesting to me. Um, they are doing... Uh, they're being a lot braver with this show than they have in other yeah. shows. I think, like, they usually play it pretty safe. Cool. They're not playing it super safe in this, this one. I like to hear that. Good. Yeah. Uh, and it's working. love when they do that. It's probably up there... There's only four episodes in, so I don't want to say it's up there with Andor yet. Um, but... There's always room for things to go wrong. Yep. And it's super easy. Uh, Just have nothing happen for the next few episodes. This is like any other show that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like they do a lot of setup and then they just kind of like hurry that setup and conclude it in really like unsatisfying ways in the last episode. Disney Plus specifically is really good at that. So hopefully that's not where they go with it. Yep. Uh. What have you been watching, Shelly? Um, I think I'm caught up on my adventures with Superman, and I also don't remember if by last recording, if I had finished Mob Psycho 100. If not, we finished Mob Psycho 100. I, I just, I don't remember if we had talked about it or not. Nice. Uh, top tier anime, everyone go watch it, please. It's so good. It's a favorite. I, now I'm conflicted, because I'm like, Love, Kaguya-sama Loves War was, like, so obviously my favorite anime. But now I'm like, Mob Psycho 100 is kind of feeling the, at the same level. I don't know if it's surpassing it, but it's at the same level. I think I could say they're both a favorite of mine. At least both. My favorites. They're so good. So, please. Please watch it. <laughs> um, my Revenge of Superman is also still good. Finally, things are, like, happening. Um... The pacing is so quick in the show, mm-hmm. but I like I I think it's for the best. And finally, some interesting things are happening. And obviously, I'm not gonna like spoil what. Um, but it's like also cool because it makes me like I don't actually know like Superman lore all that much. Like obviously, I know he came from Planet Krypton. I know Kryptonite's a thing. Um, and that's kind of about it. So I'm curious to see, like, there's there's some parts about the lore that I'm interested in, and I don't know if it's, like, they're doing stuff that's loyal to the comics or if they're doing stuff that's original because they kind of like to put their own spin on things. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. take villains that are well-known and kind of put a spin on them, things like that. So it makes me wonder if they're going to be doing the same thing with uh, just general Superman lore in general. So um, it's just good. It's just, it's... It's so nice to just watch a show that continuously is still just good. And there's character, again, just, it's just nice to have a show that not just, doesn't only just have character development, has character development that lasts multiple episodes and, like, is remembered. So stuff happens in, like, this last episode where it's, like, 
You're like, oh, cool. We did learn our lesson from the last couple episodes. Cool. I, I Let's freaking go. Few because my weekends have been like super busy. So it's like I forget that. I'm like, oh, that's on. And so I just haven't been able to catch up on it. Yeah, we didn't get to watch this until way later because because um, of packs and other things. Yeah. Like we were we were behind a little bit. And I think we're caught up now. I've but, struggled uh, in yeah. to keep up with like TV for some reason. I, I, not, I mean, I guess because video games and Starfield, but... Totally. I think this is the single, one single show I keep up on, specifically because the episodes are so short, and it's just weekly, and it's just easy, and it's yeah. easy to digest, too. It's not like, like, not to dig on Ahsoka or any Star Wars shows, um, right. or like Marvel shows, but I feel like a lot of those shows, you, you really kind of have to be like, oh, what happened last time? Oh, that's right. Okay, we gotta, mm-hmm. woo, we gotta, like, brace ourselves something's gonna happen gonna be a big reveal like it's just a different viewing experience whereas my adventures of superman kind of just feels like cereal like it's just sweet and it's good (laughs) it's awesome so that's all it is um that's all i've watched though i've also kind of just stopped watching shows besides that because of gaming baller's gate 3 is just taking up all of our time (laughs) but yeah what are you you, LJ, what have you been watching? I've watched a few episodes of the One Piece show on Netflix. Oh, that's out. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. It's not, it's really not bad. Like, I'm, it, that, that's why the strike kind of sucks is because one of my favorite TikTok creators, Star, Straw Hat Goofy, his name, his whole name is based off of this show because of how huge of a fan he is. And like, yeah. a lot of people like him talk about it, but I can't. But like, mm-hmm. from what I have heard and from what, he, from what people like him have been able to say, like, sounds like people who are huge fans of the show have actually been enjoying it for what it is Good. it's a very um obviously it's a very um streamlined take on everything but um, yeah it has to be I, I think it's super fun like the set design is is really good um the characters are are very surface level versions of themselves but you can definitely see traits you know of those characters like within the actual like the actors like you could tell like Everybody is doing their part, you know, like as far as like mm-hmm. the roles go. Um, it does have that cheesiness that you get from like an, an adaptation kind of like this. Like, I mean, if you've seen like, you know, something, something try to be like, try to be like adapted from like an animated thing. Totally. There's definitely like the costumes and like the, you know, the wigs or whatever, you know, just whatever they got to do. It seems like you are going to get that kind of cheesiness to it. Um, and being that it's an anime, so they still do exaggerate some things a little bit. Um, but the joke I've been hearing is like, oh, well, if they can give Luffy, if they can make Luffy's stretchy powers look good, like, why couldn't Marvel do that with Miss Marvel or whatever? Like, why uh, do they have to do what they oops. do? Oops. You know, like, yeah, good um, point. But it's fun. Like, it's, I think, honestly, it would be a good gateway drug, I guess, to, for lack of a better term, to, like, if you like this, if, you know, if you casually like this, maybe mm-hmm. you'd actually like the anime kind of a thing. Um, because I've heard of people like being watching, you know, watching this and be like, oh, like, well, what's the actual anime like? And, mm-hmm. um, as little as I've seen of the anime still and read some of the manga, like, I'm like, from what I've seen, this matches up in a way that I, that I still enjoy and I, in a way that I think is fun. So, cool. um, yeah, I think it's, it's worth a watch. Um, just to, um, if you haven't seen One Piece before, it might, it might just be the thing that gets you to watch the actual anime, so. Nice. Yeah, I, I have a, have I have a friend yeah. who's been watching it, and it's funny mm-hmm. because she really doesn't watch much anime at all, but she's mm-hmm. been watching the live action. And she's like, "Yeah, it's really good." And I was like, "Oh, cool! So that's good. <laughs> it's good that we're, it's good yeah. from the for both angles, right? Yes. From fans who like it and new people. 
you know. And it does feel like you know some like I don't know like it does I do get like it does feel like I'm watching like Pirates of the Caribbean sometimes, just because some of like the oh and that's not a bad thing. Some of the fun like just you know how <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Well, like how some of the action scenes in that are even kind of fun and silly. You know, like they don't like that. You know, that whole series doesn't really take itself that seriously either, almost to a fault. You know, like so I wonder if like. Maybe some notes were taken from that just because it's like, oh, not only is One Piece silly in itself, but, like, it's just something, like, you ha- you have to go in knowing, like, oh, it's not trying to be serious, you know? Like, Definitely. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it feels like it, it's, it's a fun watch. Sweet. Yeah. We'll get into uh, TV then. Mm-hmm. we got a couple trailers here. First is for Monarch, which is the Godzilla yes. prequel thing about Monarch. And, uh... We had stills, I think, literally last week is what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is so good. Looks really cool. Uh, yeah. I just realized in our notes, it's the Aquaman trailer and not Monarch. No! <laughs> I, I think I watched it <laughs> from our chat notes, so that's a good catch. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it's Monarch been... Legacy of Monsters is kind of the, uh, like, how Monarch came to be mm-hmm. and uh, them trying to bring some good into the world. Um and yeah it's gonna expand i think that new series that whole new universe in like a fun way like i didn't need Mm -hmm. it to be like expanded upon but i'm like oh okay like this is gonna give it some depth i guess that might be fun for it hopefully yeah it has some kind of like i don't want to call it political drama to it Mm -hmm. uh, because it's about kaiju yeah but uh has that kind of that feel to it a little Mm bit of um them trying to build this thing um to help protect the world and like what does that mean for the world characters with different moral compasses vying for power kind of a thing you know like yeah um i'm i don't have apple tv uh but this is something that makes me kind of curious i haven't used my apple tv account really much since ted lasso ended so like i'm gonna go check this out for sure is it Apple Plus, right? Or yeah, Apple TV Apple. Plus. Yes, I guess because Apple, Apple, right. Apple TV is a Apple TV is a product, I guess. The, so, the okay. box. Yeah, I was like, I was like so oh, yeah, confusing. I my mom Apple TV. Yeah. I forgot. In fact, <laughs> at that point, name one Apple TV and the other like I TV or I. Remember Plus. when they were always add I in front I of everything? But maybe let's go yeah. back to that because this is this isn't helping. <laughs> Apple Plus or Apple Core? I'm just kidding. Apple Core. Apple Core would be so good. <laughs> That'd be way better. Ooh. That needs to be the product name. Apple Core. Ooh, yes. You do everything at the core. Yes. Your, phone your TV, to it. your laptop, your whatever, just everything. Yeah. Ooh. It's just a charger. I'm going to need to copyright that. <laughs> Apple Core will just be a charger for everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Apple whatever it is. I guess Apple Plus is probably a little too on the nose. I mean, it's Apple TV Plus, basically, is what it is. That it's yeah. going to be on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But this wouldn't. There's just so many of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I gotta go in spurts and like right now I have Max. I'm gonna watch everything I can on Max. Ooh, and, and then the Max. Continentals coming out at the end of the month on Peacock, which is the whole John Wick thing. Oh yes. Oh yeah. There's so much. You gotta get. You can cut caught up on Twisted Metal. Yes, I I have finished Twisted Metal. Um, is it over? Yes, it's been over. Yep. That's fast. Huh? Yep, it's been over. I think there was like eight Dang. episodes or something. Uh, and then we have Loki season two, which let's be honest, Loki is like one of those shows that if you have Disney Plus, you have it because of Loki. Yeah. Uh, first season was so good, and uh, everyone loved it. So 
Second season looks good too. It just looks like more Loki, which I'm not totally against. Um, I feel like it looks a little bit more goofy than the first season did. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have the writers from Rick and Morty, right? Behind this this time. Mm -hmm. Or directors, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, Definitely some creative minds behind Rick and Morty are doing this, so the goofiness kind of makes sense. I'm like, I forget yeah. where we're at with the Marvel stuff right now, too. Like, I'm trying to even remember what was the last Marvel thing we had. Like, um, Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah, Secret Invasion, yeah. And then, Forgettable. Like, yeah, um, but then, like, the movie stuff, too. I'm like, we're supposed to be getting the Marvels, I guess, at some point. And then didn't we have, like, Ant-Man was the last one or something? Like, it, we're in a really weird yeah. spot with the Marvel stuff right now, I think. Even weirder than before, now that I think about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's not just sticky, it's also not interesting. <laughs> it's somehow both <laughs> yeah. complicated and boring. How's how they mean that? <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh Marvel's in a in a real weird spot right now. Mm-hmm. But um and that is all of the TV we have. So let's talk about PAX. Shall yeah. I? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, yep, yeah. I went to PAX West, uh, not this last weekend, but the weekend before. And it was super duper fun. It's It's been a very long time since I've gone just for pleasure, basically. Like, not for work. Yeah. Because um, obviously when we went, it was always like media. But I didn't really stuff. talk. Yeah, I wasn't really doing stuff. I wasn't doing anything PR. I was just kind of going, doing what I wanted. And I was with some friends who had never gone before. So that was really fun. Uh, played a couple games. Obviously, I already mentioned Rivals 2. That took up a pretty large part of our weekend. We played a lot of Rivals 2. Um, my friend who's really good at Rivals did the dev challenge. You fight a dev. And uh, he won. So that was cool. And they got they like would give away like free stickers if you won which was also really fun. Uh, yeah, it's just cool. It's interesting because Rivals 2, I mean, obviously it's a sequel to Rivals of Aether, but it's, uh, mm. they added shields, they added grabs, and they added ledge grabs, which oh, wow. a lot of the draw slash, it's like the reason a lot of people went to Rivals of Aether in the first place was because they didn't have any of those features. But a lot of people also were scared to go to Rivals, myself included, because it didn't have those features. Like, those are such, like, smash staples, for example, having a grab, mm. having a shield, having um, being able to grab the ledge. So it's kind of interesting having them add that back really makes it a different game. So it makes me yeah. wonder if everyone's going to be shifting over Rivals 2, if there's still going to be people actively playing Rivals 1 because they want to do that instead. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see, but it was really fun to play. I uh, also played a game called Gigabash. Which I'd never heard of before, but it's been out for a minute. I want to play that. It's, it's looked fun. but It's, it's like so silly. It's I have no idea if there's any... like I'm sure there's like a meta. I'm sure there's a way to be like actually competitive in this game, but I cannot <laughs> figure it out. It was just fun to explode everything. So for those who don't know, it's basically like a kaiju simu- simulator, mm-hmm. um, but it's like a party game. So okay. you choose a kaiju. Um, so like, for example, I chose Mecha Godzilla. You can choose like Godzilla, those other ones. Uh, one of my friends chose a building. You can just be a building, which is so funny. <laughs> there's like a giant Yeti. There's a lot of really silly ones. They're all pretty fun. And there's a bunch of different things you can do. You, they basically plop you into the city and you can, there's a, you have like a quicker attack, a strong attack, pretty typical, right? You could throw buildings at each other. 
<laughs> you can grab each other and throw each other around. And then when you have enough, I guess, hits or something, you have some meter that once it's high enough, then you can do a super attack or you can grow even bigger. And you're just like destroying each other and the city at the same time. So it was definitely a fun time with all four of us playing. Um, very, very silly, but very fun because kaiju's in that context are very fun when you're the ones controlling it. It was kind of like a... I don't remember the name of that game, but another kaiju sim, but it's like that classic classic arcade game. King King of the Monsters. Yeah, but but like 3D, basically. Right. King of the Monsters is basically like a wrestling game, but like with monsters. Like, doing elbow drops and throwing them, <laughs> them yeah. yeah yeah similar so um mm-hmm. that was super cool and fun I, we also played a game called animal well which is from donkey's production company so he didn't make yes. it but he is helping produce the game or publish the game actually not produce he's publishing it so that's really cool and it was really like super duper minimalistic you only get to like move left and right and down potentially if you're like dropping through a platform and and you can jump and that's about it you can pick up some items but you're roaming around this like kind of creepy pixelated space beautiful um pixelated space and you're kind of just like roaming around trying to i guess get out but it's like the it's very intriguing atmosphere and like kind of spooky but it's not like a scary game it just like is atmospheric can't think of a better word than atmospheric but it was really cool um and I just liked the all of the, the graphics was like so pixelated, but so like gorgeous. And um, it seemed like fun. I just I, I liked how simple it was. It's just very simple controls, but they just drop you basically in the middle of nowhere and don't tell you what to do. And so you just have to figure it out on your own. So those are the games I played. I bought a lot of merch, <laughs> bought a lot of pins. I bought a lot of uh, I got a lot of stickers. Um, we got a right little shirt. We got that's cool. Um, some pins. Oh, we also went to Nintendo Live. I totally forgot to mention. So Nintendo Live was oh, yeah. also there. And we got to go to that. And that was mostly... So, yeah, I forgot to mention. I got to play Mario Wonder. <laughs> that was probably the most important oh, demo yeah. I played. Because cool. uh, that game, obviously, is, like, super not out yet. But it's also mm. really big. So... It was really fun, actually. I'm not usually a fan of those types of Mario games. Like, it's just not really my my thing. But it was fun to be able... We were, like, kind of speedrunning because we only have 15 minutes on the demo and so we wanted to get as much of it done as possible. And it's funny because all of the Nintendo employees were there and, like, you know, obviously, like, kind of, like, helping walk you through it and answering questions and saying, well, now you could try this. What if you try this? But we were just, like, trying everything. And so we would just, like, do it all before they even mentioned. They're like, oh, you found this. Cool. Oh, you discovered you could do this. Great. (laughs) We're just, like, we're professionals here. Watching you play, oh, my gosh, it's so nerve-wracking. Yeah, so we were, and we were just, like, basically speedrunning, and it was really fun, because you can go really fast in that game, and to the point where it's similar to, I believe, just Super Mario Brothers, or, like, new Super Mario Brothers, where, just those games where it's, like, multiplayer, if you're not going fast enough with the fastest person, you get turned into a little bubble, and they kind of just drag you over, so it was the same thing. Yeah, games are a lot like that, too, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so that was really funny. We were just like, awesome. Scott, slow down! Like, we're, like, going, like, we're going too fast! Rah! Like, we're not playing the game! <laughs> um, I got to play as Yoshi, and Yoshi's a little bit different um, in that everyone else can turn into <laughs> elephants. Their elephant version. Yeah, you can ride on Yoshi, but um, <laughs> Yoshi can't turn into an elephant Yoshi, so that's kind of a bummer, but it kind of makes sense. But the elephant, like Mario, Peach, etc., 
can still ride on Yoshi, which I think we yep. did see in the trailer, but that's still it was still very silly how they're like they're just like mush and I'm just like running. Um, I love yeah, that. it was There's cool. That meme where it's like hear me out, and it has like that big hear me out. Elden ring that's on the small horse. <laughs> like, yeah, basically, it had the same energy. <laughs> yeah, it was cool though. It looked great. Like I know Switch games typically. They have to be really stylized in order for a game to look really good. And it, it did. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I had a good time. I don't necessarily know if I'll get it myself, but I'm hoping one of my friends will get it so we can play together because it was kind of fun multiplayer. Cool. So, yeah, Wonder was great. Uh, Live was also cool. Just a lot of photo ops. Got to take a picture with, like, Link. To, but Tears of Kingdom Link with his hand out. Got to take a picture with Kirby's, different Kirby statues. Mm-hmm. Plus, there was a guy who was like a in a Kirby suit. There was um, other people like dressed up uh, as different like Mario characters to take a picture with. A lot of, just a lot of photo ops like everywhere. There was also a uh, Zelda orchestra was there performing. Oh, nice. And that was probably the coolest part, honestly, was was just being able to listen to them. Live music, obviously, is mm-hmm. just so good. And being able to listen to live Zelda music is even better. So they got to play like a medley. They played from a bunch of different uh, games and they had like a screen up top showing kind of what game it's from that was really cool i like that a lot there was just limited seating and we so we didn't get to sit we just had to stand there but that was totally fine with me because you could still listen and uh yeah it was it was all really good definitely running around just buying a bunch of stuff i got tea there was a there's a cool shop or a little pop-up that sold like coffee and tea but it was like basically designed for like tabletop gaming if that's possible but I thought that was really neat. <laughs> and there was like a whole tabletop section part of PAX too. So um, somehow didn't buy dice. I told myself I don't need more dice. So I didn't buy any cool artisan dice. But oh my gosh, there's so much cool artisan dice. You could buy like magic cards. I had a friend who bought. I forgot um, to send y'all a picture of these metal dice that I bought. I'll send heck you a picture. Yeah. They're like nice. Uh, Whoa, that's cool. Like steampunky kind yes. of. That's awesome. I'll send you all pictures, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, so obviously I could have really emptied my wallet, but I didn't. But I did buy stuff that I wanted. I got some art, and I always love art. So I got some really cool art prints, and a lot. I just got, like, a lot of stickers and, like, some pins. Um, I'm trying to think of anything more interesting I got besides, like, tea. It was so funny. There was a moment where we were talking about um, we were about to leave, and so we were saying about some other friends who were going to be sticking around longer. And my friend who was like, hey, like, if you guys have any extra stickers, give them to me. I'm going to put them on my CRT. <laughs> and there's just this guy sitting nearby. And this is, like, the most PAX thing that ever PAX, right? This is just the experience when you're there. There's this guy sitting nearby. He says, hey, you said you want some stickers? You, you need more stickers? And I'm just like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's like, oh, do you sure. want some stickers? Like, I, I work at, I'm, like, the head of QA at uh, Kerbal Space Program 2. And we're like, oh, nice. oh, and so he gave us a bunch of stickers from the Kerbal Space Program 2 game that's not out yet. Um, and so I just have stickers for that game, even though they that's didn't cool. have like a like a booth or anything. So that's what's cool is that there's a bunch of devs there and a bunch of uh game uh video game industry like employees and workers here at PAX, even they if they don't have, have like, like a booth. appointments for that game, even though they didn't Total- have a booth yes, or something. Absolutely, I'm sure. So that I thought that was all really neat and it was just like that was such a pax experience where we're just talking and you know you always get the experience where you're just like 
looking past and you're just like, oh, that's that famous YouTuber I watch, or oh, that's that famous like reviewer. Oh, there's IGN. Like we just saw IGN recording at Nintendo Live, for example, like we're interviewing people. I got, I got to be that person kind of at the, at the con I went to to recognize somebody from the community or like they recognized heck yeah. me. And I'm like, oh, heck yeah. like, it felt extremely awesome. Yeah. The one bummer is I, um, totally understandable. I wish LTN could have been there. I know they were at a different convention that weekend, but I was going to go say hi to them, but they just weekend. went out there and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was really fun. Um, and probably I'll try to go again next year, depending. It's, it's half the fun, honestly, is going with friends and people, especially people who are out of town. So hopefully get to do that again next year. But, um, yeah, it was really good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We will end the podcast there then. Shelly, where can they find you at? Um, you can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And LJ? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LJ the Paladin. Cool. You can always find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye! Peace! We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.